game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. So it's root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Cause it's one, two, three structure out at the old ball game. Hurry up, batter. Gonna be a short game and I gotta get home for lunch. What's up, everybody? Hey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Cocktails. What the hell did you make us? <laughs> well, this is Lights, Camera, Cocktails. And no. I'm what did you make us? I'm Zenobia, and this angry little man is Jason. Jason, he wants to know what you made us. Well, I gotta be little. I'm sorry. Short. It's different. Short. Short little man. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. We are drinking today, you guys. On she this. did not let me see this until like right now. I didn't. Oh my God. I'm about to blow his mind. He doesn't even know. Okay. So listen, this is mm. a podcast where we pair amazing cocktails with amazing movies. Yes, we do. And this amazing cocktail is called the S'mores Martini. Nice. Okay. Do you want a s'more? I haven't had anything yet, so how can I have some more of nothing? So the s'mores martini, what you're going to do is you're going to get marshmallow fluff, and you're going to rim the glass of your martini glass, and then you're going to crush up some graham crackers, and you can roll that on there, so that's how you rim your, your cup. <laughs> and then you're going to put one and a half ounces of marshmallow or whipped cream vodka. And we already bought whipped cream vodka for a previous drink. I don't remember what drink it was. Um, so oh, I wasn't going to vodka. I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to do it. Good to know. Yes. So you put that in there. Then you put an ounce of Irish cream. Yeah. So we got go. some Baileys in here. Then you're going to put an ounce of heavy cream. So that's what's in there. Heavy whipping cream? Heavy whipping cream. Okay, I got you. And then you're going to put an ounce of chocolate sauce. We kind of ran out of chocolate sauce. I drizzled it in the cup. It is somewhat in the drink. It's probably not as chocolatey as it should be, but it's still going to taste good. I mean, yeah. Then you're going to take two marshmallows and put them on a chocolate skewer and top them as garnish onto your martini. I'm about to eat these marshmallows. Well, I'm going to need you to wait because... We are going to lie. Are them. you shitting me? <laughs> yes. All week long, I have been talking about this. Oh, my God. So you straight up roast the mallow. Yep. See how this works. I don't know how it's going to Hold up. I can't miss out on this. Yes. Smash oh, yes. Yeah. Smash the this in the building. building. <laughs> Hiding in the other room. And that's kind of You can set it down. Do it. I don't... All right. Hi. I doubt that the people can see that one. Here, Let's do yours. Do Ashley's. See if it works. Here, wait. I'm going to get that You got marshmallows and liquid and fire. I don't know how No, well this, this is going to be fine because there was one that had 151 in it and I was burning the whole thing. <laughs> Jeez. And I talked to Smashy about that and she was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know. You guys would have gotten messed I up on I feel like it's my birthday and y'all are just lighting the candles. All right, so that didn't work out so well. <laughs> Concept. But here's the concept <laughs> of a s'mores <laughs> cocktail. Yes. Oh, wait, it's got, fun. I got mine. Okay. Okay, you got yours <laughs> flaming, so, and it's out. And it's out. I put it out. Then you scarf. So that, my friends, is the s'mores martini. 
Nice. I like it. That's what we're drinking. Well, cheers then. Cheers, you guys. There's there's no cheers sound in this one. Oh, that is a chocolatey, vanilla-y taste. Mm -hmm. It's sweet. It's sweet. I like it. It tastes like... A s'more. (laughs) (laughs) It does. A spiked s'more. Yeah, it tastes like a s'more. That's pretty good. All right. Zenobia (laughs) killed it again, you guys. Killed it. Nicely done. Yes. And we got some marshmallows. I'm getting these marshmallows out of the way right now. (laughs) I'm going to dip mine in the drink. See how that's like. I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty good. So, Mm. why don't you tell the people what we're doing this week? It's your week. If you guys didn't know by the drink, we're doing the Sandlot. Yes, we are. Thank you for those of you who voted on Instagram, by the way, for our summer movies. The picks are in. Sandlot is one of them, and the rest will be disclosed at a later date. Surprise, we're doing the Sandlot today. Yeah. This movie, I don't know how many times I've seen it. I didn't even really need Wait. to like watch it this week. Can No, you can't. Oh, oh, we are, because I did research, motherfucker, and you are not going to pass up the most important part of this drink. The herstory. It is time, you guys. It is time. For the... Hellstory. Hellstory. There is. Go for it. Vodka. Vodka. We are drinking. Hellstory of vodka. Let's vodka. Hear it. We are drinking today uh, whipped cream vodka, but I don't know if this goes for all vodkas, but we gonna see. All right. What you got? Vodka is great for keeping things clean. Mm. I read that it helps clean hairbrushes and stuff like that if you want something disinfected. Disinfected. Because it is a disinfective and it is good for bad breath and it helps you with a toothache. So if your tooth hurt, hold some vodka in your mouth around the tooth and probably will help it out. Back in the day, doctors used to use vodka as a tonic in medicine to cure things. So if you, let's see, some of the things was like skin irritation and fatigue and it prevents early labor. Well, that's what they said. Prevents? Yeah. So if you're like, I don't, oh, I feel like it might be coming. Take a shot of vodka and just a little bit. The baby will stay in there. I don't know. All right. Um, if you have a cold, you can use vodka as sort of a lotion and rub it on your body and it will help take out the sickness. And it's also known to break fevers that way. Mm-hmm. And if you have a headache, this is like an old Russian thing that they do that apparently works. If you rub vodka on your temples, on your temples, it will stop headaches. Or like the back of your neck or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I never heard so of this. So it's like old school Vicks before Vicks was invented. Exactly. That fixes you just everything. Rub a little bit on you. <laughs> it is also something good for beauty, for your beautiness. So it helps clean like clogged pores. Oh, so if you, okay. I guess wash your face with vodka will help get some of those clogged pores out. This one I'm definitely going to try. If you put it on your scalp, it will help your hair release these toxins that will prevent dandruff. Dandruff. Yes. Okay. I don't know if dandruff is an issue nowadays. I don't know. I have dandruff. But do you? So once in a while it gets dry, man. I don't know if I've ever had dandruff. Well... I'm going to try this. So this Hellstery. It's good for your hair. It's good for some things. I don't know if I would implement it, but that might just be me because I don't suffer from those things, I guess. <laughs> well, if you have like a big ass blackhead, 
put some vodka on it. Oh, it also cures cold sores. So if you have a cold I'm sore, <laughs> dab it on there. I've There's people for- out there. Yeah. This isn't just for you. I'm doing the health for everybody. All of it. So that's a little bit of the health story mm. on vodka. I got you. I no, like it. Vodka's not your thing. You, you Vodka's already, not my thing. It's but not. Even with the health story, none of those. I'm like, I'm looking like, what can I, like, I'll, I'll try the whole rubbing the thing on the temple, but like the tooth thing, I thought that you did that with bourbon already. Uh, have we done a health story on bourbon? Or rum, I think is what. No, but you know how like old school parents used to do that when their kids had. Oh, a they rub it. Well, they would rub it on their like gums. Uh huh. Babies are like teething and stuff. Yeah. They used to do that in like the fifties when this movie is set. They do that in the um, Meet the Fockers with the baby. That's right. They do. <laughs> he like comes out with like the bottle and the titty. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I said give him like a thimble full, not the whole bottle." <laughs> So, do you want to hear the stats on the Sandlot? Yes, I do, actually. Okay. So, April 7th, 1993, this movie dropped. 93. 93. Okay. The budget was $7 million. Today's money, $12 million. Okay. And it made $33 million, which in today's money is $58 million. Nice. So, it made- Over the course of, like, ever or, like, opening weekend? I think that is, like- that year. Okay. 33 mil? Yeah. Yeah, I think that is like... Maybe like the first year, because this movie is it timeless. Comes about, people like yeah. constantly watch it to this day. Mm-hmm. I tell people they're killing me even to this day. I'm like, You're killing Shit. me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. You ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Am I? I don't know how mad you'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Critics, 60%. Big surprise. Audience, 89%. There you go. That's more like it. Zenobia, 100%. Good. Love this movie. It's a good. Timeless. All the kids do great jobs. Yes. Super funny. Like you said, there's so many lines from this movie that people can say. Mm-hmm. And old people and young people love this movie. Yeah. It's one of those movies that if like the entire family is there and you don't know what to watch, yep. put on Sandlot. Put on Sandlot. Everybody's going to like it. Everyone's going to be happy. Like. The adults be like, oh, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. The kids be like, I've never seen this. What, what is, is this? this? Oh, there's kids in it? I'm down. So in honor of that movie, I am wearing my Dodgers jersey. Are you a Dodger fan? I am not a baseball fan. Okay. <laughs> it's not my sport. But the last couple years, my friends Annette and Lewis, hey, y'all, they started taking me to Dodger games. Okay. And my very first Dodger game, I'm, we're meeting up with them drive to Dodger Stadium and me and my friend are late and she's like they're giving away free jerseys and if I'm not there and I don't get one I'm gonna rip your throat out <laughs> and so like the whole way there we're like fuck we better get there or she's gonna fucking rip our throat out and we had separate tickets so they went through one entrance and we went through one entrance we get there they got boxes of these fucking shit we're like fuck yeah she's not gonna kill us we get our jerseys we walk in we meet up with them and she's like Where'd you get that jersey? I'm like, they had him at the gate. And she's like, they didn't have it at our gate. And oh. So I took this jersey off and I gave it to her because I am not a Dodger fan. I don't give a shit. So last week when we decided to do this movie, I was like, hey, that girl, let me borrow our jersey. Mm-hmm. Can I can I get that? And she loaned it to me. And so here I am in my Dodger jersey. <laughs> 
That's actually a really good story. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my first Dodger game. I've been to like three or four. I have also been on the Jumbotron at the game. Me and Annette. I am not surprised that your ass ended up on the Dodger Tron. A Jumbotron or whatever it's Twice called. in one game. Mm-hmm. We did it. Like they got us once when we were cheering. And then they got us at the very end after we won. And they're playing, I love ballet. Oh, yeah. Your we ass love would be it. up. And we're sitting there gigging it. You're too animated to not be on the Jumbotron. (laughs) I have tried so many times to be on the Raider Jumbotron. I want my dad to like paint his tummy so that it's like the shield. So maybe we will get on TV, but he just refuses to do it. I said, I'll paint my fat tummy too. We'll just be father-daughter fatties. (laughs) Okay, I got you. Well, I don't have any baseball clothing of any kind. You're wearing a baseball shirt. But I'm wearing this one because Ashley bought it for me and... Because I'm from Orange County, and so we repped the Anaheim Angels. Yes, I'm not going to correct you, even though it might say the Los Angeles Angeles Angels of of Anaheim, Anaheim, whatever the fuck. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. They they from Anaheim. They're from Anaheim. Anaheim Angels, Anaheim Stadium, not Edison Field. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Sorry, Edison. Y'all don't own me. Okay, so can I... Um... The Sandlot. Let's talk about it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Why are you trying to skip ahead? Why are you trying to skip ahead? Why are you trying to skip ahead? You to... know what's next. I do know what's next. And what's I'm... next? It's time for... <laughs> Hold on, I got marshmallow in my mouth. Want me to get it for you? You don't want me to get it no. for you? No. <laughs> the completely made up drinking game. game. Ah. <laughs> All right, you guys. <laughs> It's time for oh, the Oh, this should be interesting. Are you ready? I think I did a good job. Take one simp when you're killing me, Smalls is set. <laughs> okay? And I said a lot. You're killing me, Smalls! You take one simp when Yaya is said mm. either his name or Yaya is saying. Yeah, yeah, he looks pretty crappy. <laughs> I like that. You take one simp when they hit the ball over the fence. Nice. Damn, you idiot. Now we can't play no more. Great. You idiot. You take a sim when they fail to get the ball back. So all their attempts. Every time they fail. All their attempts to get the ball back, you take a simp. A simp or a drink? I'll be simping. We need total surprise. An airborne attack. The beast will never expect it. Just simp, simp. It's a kid movie, so this is our like second kid movie. Sure, yeah. So this is fun. The kids might be in the room while you're simping. <laughs> you gotta like down these drinks before they realize what's going on. You take one simp when Squints sees Wendy. Wendy Peppercorn. Mm. Wow. There goes my baby. Like, look at that fine Moving ass bitch. Down the line. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeter than wine. Nice. Okay, anyway, so uh, you take one simp when one of Babe Ruth's names is said. The Sultan of Swat. The King of Crash. The Colossus of Cloud. The Colossus of Cloud? No. Babe Ruth. What else is there? The Great Bambino. There's too many to remember. Some girl gave it to him. Her name was like Baby. Baby Baby Ruth. Ruth. (laughs) Babe Ruth. You take one simp 
when the beast is said. Because when Mr. Myrtle asked the cops how long he had to keep the beast chained up like a slave, he said until forever, 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 forever. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Until forever? <laughs> yes. When you're 11, 12 years old? Absolutely. <laughs> Squints is lying ass. Lying. He's just saying what he's he, just straight up lying. His older brothers probably told him that shit. He's just passing along to everybody else. Mm-hmm. S- said it to scare his ass, and then he mm-hmm. believed him. He believed it and got the whole kids, all the group believing mm-hmm. him. So you take one simp when Hams has a good comeback. Nice. And he has quite a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dog that looked as ugly as you, I would shave his butt and tell him to walk backwards. <laughs> Strike three, you're out. <laughs> See, there's your sister out there in left field. She's naked. Shut up, Porter. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just trying to have a little friendly conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Porter. You think she'd go out with me? Okay, so you take one simp mm-hmm. when Squints cleans his glasses. He does that a lot. He, like, rubs them up against his chest. Yep. I swam here every summer of my my adult adult life. life. He's all 12. (laughs) (laughs) You take one simp when Benny hits a ball. That's a lot of simping. Yeah, well, this movie's short, so I gotta knock him in there. How do I catch it? Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. So it's time for finish a drink. Uh Uh-oh. Finish a drink when Squints kisses Wendy Peppercorn. Nice. You little pervert! He had kissed a woman, and he had kissed her long and good. We got banned from the pool forever that day, but every time we walked by after that, the lifeguard looked down from her tower, right over at Squints, and smiled. smiled. Mm -hmm. That's like my favorite. Kissed her long and good. He he kissed a woman, he kissed her long and good, and then you finish your drink Mm -hmm. when Benny gets the ball back. Nice. Oh, shit. And when Benny pickles the beast. And then you finish your drink one more time. I had a three. One more time. When Small's dad gets his new ball. And he gets grounded for a week. Okay. (laughs) He was still plenty mad about me having swiped his Babe Ruth autograph ball and ruining it. So I didn't feel too bad when he grounded me for a week. I like that. What do you got? Uh, if I was going to add anything, mm-hmm. uh, take a simp anytime Timmy is repeating his older brother. You're dead as a doornail, Smalls. You're dead as a doornail, Smalls. It's like, shut up, Timmy. <laughs> shut up, Tommy. <laughs> and actually played with it. And actually played, played with, with it. it. What else is there? Take a drink anytime. The puppet beast is seen on camera, <laughs> on screen. I love the puppet beast. The it's puppet little beast. Paw. Yeah, this is like a two-person like operating yeah. situation. So for those of you that don't know, you got a tech corner on it. No, oh, it's okay. just a puppet. It's right. it's in you know it's not yeah. animatronic really. No. But, you know, people had to operate it. That's why everything is in close-ups when it comes to the puppet. <laughs> it looks like this monstrous thing, and then all of a sudden, cut to a close-up of. The dog's actual mouth. mouth. drooling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, that's the completely made up drinking, drinking game. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, like he said, we're doing Sandlot. Yes, we are. And Sandlot if is... If you haven't seen it, you're way behind. You're way behind. This is one of my favorite summer movies. Mm. Um, I did notice that all of our summer movies this month had a 4th of July scene. They did. All of them. So this one has a 4th of July scene. Last one did, and the last one before that did. And the one I'm before wondering that, if the one next week Day. does... Independence Day, Jaws, Grown Ups, yeah. and Sandlot all have Fourth of July scenes. Yeah. Next week does not. Well. However, there are fireworks involved. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, You'll see. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. This movie is about uh, this kid named Smalls who mm -hmm. moves into a new neighborhood two weeks before school's out. So he doesn't have any friends. And he kind of sees some kids who are misfits, and he follows them to the sandlot. Are they misfits? Well, they're th definitely like the the black sheep of the neighborhood. Yeah, because they're not like the rich white kids. That yeah, they, they're not the, the privileged uniforms. kids of the neighborhood. That uh, exactly, they have the nice field. They got the nice bikes. The they got bikes, the nice uniforms. uniforms. I know these kids. They run everywhere Shit. they go. They don't have no bike. They can't play no baseball. You play. Like a girl, <laughs> I know some girls that could play, so that's some fucked up shit. Mm -hmm. Um, he becomes friends with them, even though he can't play baseball. You know, he's no good, but he's their ninth man, so it works. And they have fun all through the summer until they finally hit the ball over the fence and they can't get it back. Starts with an omen. Come on, Benny man, maybe two, three guys in history ever busted the guts out of a ball. Must be an omen. It starts with an omen. Mm -hmm. Benny, the Jet Busted. Rodriguez, <laughs> busts that ball open. He ripped the skin off of it. Mm -hmm. Is that something people can do? Is that real? You can do it, but not like a brand new ball. Because basically what you're doing is like, as the ball's being thrown at you, it's spinning usually backwards. Mm-hmm. In which case, if you hit it on the right angle, then you're immediately forcing the ball to go the opposite direction. In which case, maybe the ball will go that way, but the thread will yeah. separate. Because it's nothing but string inside, inside the right. baseball. Uh -huh. and so weird. So the thread's probably just popped off. And that fucking ball's hurt. Oh yeah, hell yeah they do. Oh, can I give you some? I have some baseball fun facts. Okay, hit me with some fun facts. Hit uh, me with your fun facts. I'm about to hit you with a good one. People back in the day loved baseball. Yes, <laughs> I'm but just instead of having to touch the base mm. or touch the man, mm -hmm. you could chuck the fucking ball at them. What? <laughs> yes. You can chuck the ball at them and get them out that way. Really? Yeah. So then they had to... I've never heard of this. They got rid of it. It was back in the day, I'm sure. They got rid of it, and the players were kind of upset about it. They were like, you're taking it away, you know, a key part of the game. Like, how far back was this? I don't know. It had to have been, like... This game is one of the oldest games, on. right? Yeah. This, so one of the first yeah, layers of the, the rules... So you could just pay somebody with just a like, fucking ball mm -hmm. in the that back. That shit fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah. I 
I've been hit with the ball a number of times. That shit hurts. I, also, I don't mean, even if it's a softball, it shit still hurts. <laughs> yes. Softballs hurt. They're not soft. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got another one. All balls from the major leagues are rubbed in this special kind of dirt. Really? And this dirt is only located in a secret location in New Jersey. You're shitting me. <laughs> in New Jersey of all places? Of all places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, New Jersey. I'm not hating on you, but Yeah, really? nothing against New Jersey, but it doesn't have the best reputation as far as, like, what would you say? Like, cleanliness? <laughs> cleanliness, or... Which... It's probably not true, but... I don't know. I won't even to a small like park. Like, people talk shit on New Jersey for some reason. Yeah. I've never been there. I have. I was only there for a couple hours. I took the train from the city to Jersey. Okay. And had dinner with some family and then went back. So I really didn't see anything except the train, train station. Special dirt from New Jersey. Yeah. Here's one more. Like landfill dirt? Or... I don't know. <laughs> it's in some secret location. So that no it's one... made out of. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's like clay. I don't know. Mm. You got clay in other places? It's special. It's touched by Babe Ruth. I don't know. <laughs> okay, here's another one that I think is quite weird for a sport. What's that? But all the fields are different. What do you mean? Baseball has a different field than no matter where you go. So like for football, mm-hmm. their field is measured out and then it has the regulation size is this and this. Oh, I see. Basketball, their court square is, feet. It's all measured out. Mm-hmm. Now baseball is different. It's different. The uh Mets, mm-hmm. they weren't getting any home runs, so they moved their plate closer. No shit. Yeah. And they made their wall a little higher. <laughs> so I thought that was weird. That so is that means, weird. So I also figure like people's stats mm-hmm. vary. Like it's, it should It's be. kind of like, you know, depending on what field you're what at, field determines you're at. whether you're going to get that home run or not. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, there have been home runs on every single field. Oh, yeah, of and course. And therefore, you got no excuse. I'm not saying... I'm just saying I never noticed that or knew mm-hmm. that I didn't, until this week. I knew that uh, the distances were different from field to field, mm-hmm. but I figured there was like some sort of standard. I don't know. Like the Giants play at AT&T Park in San Francisco mm-hmm. and they're like foul walls. Not I would think it's probably lower than most people's because the balls go into the water. There's people that sit out there in canoes. Waiting to catch balls. Oh, I was going to say, get hit in the head? No, they're sitting out there they're with not... their gloves, just like waiting, like, oh, here it comes. And if in you're canoes? The... Yeah, and if, you're... Them, and if you're in the right place, or it hits the water, do they float? Maybe they float. No. Nope. Bloop. Gone. They'll, they'll drop. <laughs> Somebody's diving for that ball. I don't know. That water's fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> Trust. But yeah, that's a little, a couple of baseball facts. I like oh, that. yeah. Okay. You ever played baseball? Like, this is our first baseball movie that we're talking about. Yes. We talked about a couple, but you wasn't here. I was not here. And Why was that? <laughs> it was something about a, a white guy I don't like. I can't remember. Why does it got to be a white guy? It's just a guy you don't like. It's not like, that's not racist. Stating his obvious color. <laughs> he 
He's just really white. I'm pushing your buttons. You are. Fuck Kevin Costner. (laughs) He's not even in this movie. You're getting me all heated up. There is somebody that uh, was in those movies that's in this movie, though. Yes. I think there's two. Is there two? No, just one. I thought I read some. When did that movie come out? I don't remember. I was drunk that day. So, let's do this. All right, let's dive into it. The Sandlot, made in 1993. This is directed by a man named David Mickey Evans. And I got a surprise for you that you probably already know. Uh-oh. I don't know if it's a good, a good surprise or not. They are making a prequel to The Sandlot. They already made a sequel. They already made a sequel, now they're making a prequel. All by... David Mickey Evans. Uh, this is uh, definitely his biggest achievement as a director. His second movie. It is his second movie. And and he wrote it. And he wrote it. I saw his first movie and I liked that one too. Radio Flyer, right? Yeah. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah. Little, little youngster Elijah Wood. I remember watching that when I was younger. My dad... But I was a kid when I watched it. So maybe as an adult it'll make more sense. He sold both of those scripts for a million dollars piece. Really? Yep. Get it, my dude. That's pretty good, right? Oh yeah, that's a that's a one bedroom in Los Angeles <laughs> for a year. That's it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, he is also the narrator in this. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's him talking. That's him talking. Later that summer. When I get us all into the biggest pickle any of us had ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's narrating. Man has a wonderful. He does have a really voice. good voice. <laughs> when I saw his face, I was like, "It doesn't fit." No, it doesn't. <laughs> like nowadays, like all right. Yeah. He's got. Uh, if well, I would have known, yeah. all the things that was gonna happen, I might not have even come that day or something. Whatever he says, it's just I think so- he really loves baseball. Yeah. Because he also was the writer of uh, Ed, that one where the monkey is playing baseball or whatever. And uh, apparently this movie is based off of uh, not so much him as much as his older brother's experiences, I believe. Because this movie is set in 1962, and he was born in 1962. I see. There you go. So maybe it was on his brother's... Yeah, it was like stories that his brother told. Which I get, because I'm writing stuff that I was kind of there for, but was a kid. Mm-hmm. And therefore, don't remember all the intricate details. Yeah. So, it's like you, you you fill in the blanks where you can. But yeah, he is a cool director. I like the stuff that he has done. Mm-hmm. I Me love too. this movie. He knowing... sticks to features. Yeah. Knowing that he not only wrote it and directed it and started it, pretty much narrating it. I mean, yeah. he he did a really good job. I think so, too. This movie's timeless. That's what I said. Like, I think he, uh, one, he has a skill for working with children, it seems. Uh, not every director can do that. Apparently, yeah, it's like he's got that Spielberg, he's got uh, that Spielberg uh, talent. You we get kids. To, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about casting in the first place. Uh, he was. This movie was originally supposed to be like nine and ten year old kids, and he realized after doing like the first round of casting, it's like that's really difficult that's to too do. Young. You know? Yeah, exactly. Nine and ten year olds 
aren't uh, as um, I wouldn't say as talented, but they're they're still you know they're kids. You're not gonna find a Dakota Fanning and Haley Joe Osmond every time. You know you're gonna find a bunch of little riffraff kids that are being kids and have attention spans of five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. to have a whole cast of nine-year-olds exactly. and then get them to play baseball and it look real. Last time that that worked Benny was... running through the whole city as yeah, a nine-year-old exactly. would look, wouldn't look as good. Ain't no nine-year-old outrunning any dog. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. Nine-year-old me was fucking quick. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I but not quicker than 12-year-old me. That was <laughs> yeah. And... um. Definitely not a bull mastiff and some giant dogs. However, uh, yeah, once they switched it to 12 and 13-year-olds, the first person to audition was Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, then he was like, okay, yeah, I think this is the right way to go. Yeah. So. David also did the first kid. What is that? First kid? I don't think I've ever seen it. What? With Sinbad? Oh yeah, isn't he like the Secret Service agent or something like that? Yeah. He's protecting the president's, the president's daughter, son. Oh, son. Yeah, I used to love those '90s. He made a lot of really good '90s uh, kid movies with kids and dogs. And I miss animals. him bad. He needs to do more movies. I know he's doing Little Rails thing. I was but... like, he isn't that, and I think he's. Yeah. <gasps> okay, well let's uh, let's dive into this cast because Sinbad ain't in it. He not. No. He not the blind man? No. Okay. <sighs> Art LaFleur. Let's start with Art LaFleur, who plays the babe, Babe Ruth. Oh, I was like, I didn't write him down. But no, yes, no, 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 no. he only has one scene. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting with the adults, because the real stars are the kids with okay. this movie. Okay. You know? Uh, and he has the shortest time on screen, even though it's very, very memorable. So he plays Babe Ruth. He comes and visits Benny in a dream and explains to him. It's almost like his conscious is telling you, you know, you've tried all these stupid things to get this ball back. But the fact of the matter is, the way we used to do it in the old days is you jump over the fence and you go get it. And what does he say? What's his slogan? Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Follow your heart, kid. Never go wrong. Follow your heart, kid. You can never go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how Benny became a neighborhood legend. I mean... And I thought he he looked great. Uh, In terms of, like, playing Babe Ruth, I think he did a really good job. I, to be honest with you... You disagree? I don't know Babe Ruth. You haven't seen, like, pictures and stuff? Yeah, I have, but I've never seen him, like, his swag, his talk. Uh, I so, mean, nobody like, has, because that was during a time when there was no sound in <laughs> in uh, in movies or in, like, videos. That's true. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to, like, be like, oh, he had him down. Yeah. Because I don't know. That, like, back then, uh, you'll notice that all of the, like, videos of Babe Ruth, it's, like, it's almost like the frame is like sped, sped up. up. Why is it like that in old stuff? Because they used to hand crank everything. Oh. Yeah. Like when they would show it or like? When they would film it. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. 
So, homeboy had to be like doing that accurately. But you know, if it's, you know, that's the human factor right there. Your arm gets tired and goes slow or something like that. It might fuck shit up. I don't know. Uh, they Dang, didn't, aren't we they glad didn't teach we us about that? that in film school. I know we didn't go that far back where we had to crank it. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> we don't crank it. We don't check the gate anymore. None of that shit. Babe Ruth looked tubby as fuck. Don't knock. Don't. Babe Ruth was tubby, but he was a power hitter. You know, there's like there's legendary stories of him like hitting the ball so hard uh, in a pop fly that he had time to run all the bases before the ball came down. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that legendary Babe See, Ruth supposedly what, did. This is what happens when you don't have cameras to record these games so that we can... <laughs> I'm all yelling at old people who fucking have to crank cameras. <laughs> that was the time. Can I give you a fun fact? Yes. About Babe Ruth? Sure. A Babe Ruth signed ball today. That ball you just aced to the beast is worth... Well, more than your whole life, man. In fuck bad condition, go for like five grand. To good condition, going to like sixty, seventy thousand dollars. That's it. You would think it would be more. I would think it would be more. Yeah. yeah. But that's what when I looked up. That's what I kind of looked up. There's other artifacts of his that probably would go for more, or if you sure. had a bigger collection. Yeah. If you had the like ball that and the car. Row ball. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. If the you 1927 had like, Yankees. That's true, but that also has tons of other people on it. That has everybody on it. But yeah. if it was just a Babe Ruth ball, maybe a card or a jersey, then you probably mm-hmm. could get over a mil for that. But just a ball, the most is probably going to be like sixty thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sports memorabilia isn't worth as much as it used to. I feel like, and I think that's good. Oh, I got another fun I fact. I do think that's good, but at the same time, the the child in me is a little heartbroken because I had boxes upon boxes of baseball and basketball and football cards. And I think we talked about this before, but I've got like two uh, or three things left. Those little like... Uh, little books? Yeah, those little booklet things. Mm-hmm. I've got like three or four of those left. And I looked them up recently and it's like, things ain't worth shit. Hey, I collected I can't even get my money back that I spent way back when. I collected Beanie Babies like they were going out of style that I was having money for college Mm -hmm. and I could go online right now and look at a Beanie Baby and it'd be three dollars. Like, it's... I spent 20 bucks on it. Like, I made... They sold us another lie. They sold me a lie and told me I was gonna be worth something. Okay, so (laughs) I have a uh, baseball card fun fact. Okay. So, one of the members of Rush collected baseball cards. Okay. But he collected Negro League baseball cards. And he had one of the biggest collections. And then okay. in the early 2000s, he donated them to the Negro Baseball League Museum. So, he spent years and years and years collecting these very rare, probably really hard to find Negro League cards. I don't know where you even get them. I know. I just don't like to hear you say that. It just throws me off. The Negro League? Yeah, stop it. <laughs> I mean, that's cool. It's like, I don't know. I just... I thought that was a really cool fact because it's... Yeah, it is really cool. It's something cool. It's that just... people don't think about. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they think of like, oh, Jackie Robinson, but there was so, so many, many other others. players so many out others. there who didn't get their mm-hmm. shot. Their shot. Say. So to have some rich rock star start collecting these things and then donate them to this a is the first time I'm hearing that there actually was baseball cards for them. I yeah. didn't know that either. Okay, little black kids had to add something to trade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't. I'm just saying. Yeah. Folks was mighty racist back then. <laughs> Where are they? Uh-huh. Well, not these kids because they had a little black friend. Oh yeah, they had one. And a, a Mexican friend. And the token black friend. Yeah, the token Mexican. Kid hey, that's who happened to play some ball. That's a big thing in 1962. Though. In 1962, yeah. <laughs> and today, I'd be like, your friends. You need more different color friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no. Back then, that's like a big like. Wow, these kids are progressive. Yeah, for real. (laughs) That's true, like back then. And they were all in the pool and everything. Yeah, that is something that would not happen. Would not actually fly back then. I might give you that they didn't care and they let him play baseball with them. But But definitely he wasn't I'm calling bullshit on everybody jumping in the pool together. Parents would back then would throw a fit. I mean, they're supposed to be in the valley. I don't know how it was out here. That's true. I don't know how the valley was back then. But California in other parts of the country, country yeah. definitely, definitely, uh, all of the parents would have a problem. Yeah. Like maybe in the San Fernando Valley, like maybe one or two, I don't know. And we're, we're giving San Fernando Valley the benefit of the doubt. Big benefit of the doubt. Yeah. For <laughs> <real>. <laughs> but speaking of old white guys, Dennis Leary play. <laughs> he does. And I have to say, plays Bill. Uh, I mean, I mean, Dad. Dad, Bill. Um, that uh, should be another part of it. <laughs> Dad. Uh, this I have to say, this is the only movie I can think of with him in it where he's not cussing. Uh huh. <laughs> For one, he's not cussing. He's not uh, chain smoking. He's like playing a nice guy. He is a nice guy. He's a nice dad. Uh-huh. I mean, because he's getting this kid. Mm-hmm. So he's supposed time, to be. Like, so how old is the kid supposed to be? Twelve. So, he's like 11 or 12, so yeah. He's, let's say he's 12, and he's been his stepdad since he was like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So this is still fresh. Yeah, it's still They're fresh. moving to a new place. You know, he's still trying to get used to like being a dad. But I think he's doing a good job because he's still, you know. I think he's doing all right. For that time where parents weren't like parents they now. Yeah, they weren't as uh, mindful and, and of involved, their kids, you might say. Especially the dads. Dads are like, hey. I work so that you have a roof and food. That's uh-huh. me loving you. Like, I don't have to spend time with you. You know? Sure. But at the same time, I'm watching it, and it's like, dude, you're like, you're almost fucking with this kid. Like, you can see that he's uncomfortable, and he's very hesitant to ask you to teach him how to play catch. And you're just like, yeah, I remember. Well, could you teach me? Yeah. Don't suppose you want to elaborate on that, you know, as to when or something, you know? So the mom's like, no, no, no. He's just leaving the kid hanging, you know, and it's... When he's ready. Slightly fucked up. Well, maybe he's never been around kids. (laughs) I don't know about all that. I'm just saying, some people are weird around kids. You don't know how to handle them, especially if they're not your kids. Sure. You didn't know them forever. You only know them for a couple years. So, I mean... The way I always saw it is like he I saw want, him as a good dad. I saw him as a good guy. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted the mom, and the kid just happened to come along with it. Yeah. You know. But Hard at to the find end, a good woman, even 
Back in 1962. In the end, he's out there playing ball with him. Mm-hmm. He just had to find a connection. He didn't have a connection with him. But I don't know. And baseball I, I, I didn't his see him like putting in the effort either, though. But that's the way he was written. You know, you can't blame Dennis Leary for that. Funny ass Dennis. It's Leary. one summer, and the kid's barely in the house, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. He did teach him how to catch a ball. <laughs> With his eye. With his eye. At least you caught it. The key to this game is keeping your eye on the ball. No matter whether you're in the field or at bat, eye on the ball. Okay? Yeah. Have you ever had a piece of uh, meat put on your eye? I was going to ask you that. Does that work? Fuck yeah. Like, is is works better than an ice pack? Yeah. Why? Because the ice pack is a solid surface, so it doesn't actually, like, conform to your face. A piece of meat... Chances are they ate that steak later on that night. Because if they didn't, it would be in the freezer until they were ready for it. She she was probably defrosting that for dinner that night. Therefore, you take a cold piece of meat, throw it on your eye, and it forms around the whole surface. That way it doesn't get swollen. That's all it's doing is preventing the swelling. My eye's not going to get infected by juicy blood meat? You'll be all right. No. No, I will take my chances with an ice pack. (laughs) Fuck that shit. <laughs> you got immunities. You'll be fine. There's no way. They did it for years. There's no way. I've had a piece of meat thrown on my eye before. It's what kind fun. of meat? Red meat. Why can't I just get a like a bag of peas? That's not going to work. Peas work also, but not yeah. to the same degree. I'll pee it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pee it up then. Because I do not want a steak on my eye. That's gross. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Just the smell of oh. Times have changed. The smell man. is making me sick just thinking about it. Okay. Oof. I'm gonna tell you right now. My kid gets a black eye. I'm throwing a steak on his eye if there's a steak that's being defrosted. I don't care. Now, if I get punched in the eye and you got a steak defrosted, hand me the peas. It's very rare that we have peas in this house. I'm sorry. You're gonna you're gonna have to deal with the steak. No, I'm getting the eyes back. Forget this. It's not gonna do anything. <laughs> You know what that means? This part's gonna be not swollen. This part's gonna be like, damn! I can live with that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's your eye. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Dennis Leary, um, this was early in his career. He hadn't really, like, made a name for himself yet. You know? Like, he he was doing, like, stand-up comedy and stuff. Yeah. But not to the degree, like, people get famous over now. Like, nowadays... You know, almost anybody can put out a good set and end up on Netflix or something. But back then, you had to pound the pavement. You had to go to L.A. You had to go to Chicago. You had to go to New York. You had to go to uh, maybe D.C., Washington, D.C., where uh, Martin Lawrence started. Um, I mean, And you had to develop a reputation before you actually started making money. His style of comedy is... Raw, mm-hmm. he speaks very fast, and yeah, he does. What is that? There's like one I can remember. Like, Demolition Man. I think no, that's... no, no. I feel I feel like there was like a commercial or something where he was like standing in an alley, like chain smoking. And he's like speaking really fast about something. I can't even remember. Like I wouldn't a, be surprised. Black and white. Like he was, he was coming up in the '90s. Um, yeah, he was. And was he in the ref? Right. He was in the ref. I love yeah. that. That's a good Christmas movie we could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that one. Uh, he was in Strictly Business, 
with uh, Tommy Davidson and uh, what's her name? Holly Berry. <laughs> what's her name? I thought you were talking about somebody else. I was like, who? <laughs> no, it's Holly. Uh, I liked him most of all uh, a couple of movies after The Sandlot. He did uh, Demolition Man. Yeah. So he plays uh, Mr. Edgar Friendly, the dude that Wesley Snipes is supposed to kill. Right. And like, he's just, he's the guy that's living in the sewers and he's a free thinker. You know, he didn't want to be a leader, but it just happened that way. And like you said, he talks really, really fast. fast. And so it's great for when you have a monologue to do. Get it done quick. Mm -hmm. He uh, kept his name going in the 2000s, doing shows like Rescue Me that went on for quite a while. Rescue Me. Come on and take my hand. He also did a voice in Ice Age, so he's in all the Ice Agey movies. Mm-hmm. So he he he's got that uh, specific voice. Yeah, you know when when you hear Dennis Leary on something, you know it's him. Yep. So, uh, and his counterpart. Let's talk about her for a minute, Miss Karen Allen. Mm-hmm. You all know her. You all love her from The Sandlot. And. Indiana Jones, of course, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. Well, she was also, before she did Indiana Jones, she did uh, National Lampoon's Animal House. So she was the uh, heroine in that. Oh. So the dude that grows up to play Van Wilder's dad. Yeah. for For the younger generation out there. She was his love interest. Mm hmm. Yeah. Not only that, she retired. She retired uh, early. From and, film? Yeah, from film. Like, she would. She started doing theater more. She mo- moved out to, like, the countryside and, like, refurbished a barn or something like that. <laughs> and okay. that was the way she wanted to live. She would work uh, as an actress at, like, local theaters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, she would do something of interest. But for the most part, she didn't, like, she got off the hamster wheel okay. of Hollywood. Uh, it wasn't until Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones again. Yeah, they talked her into it, and you know, you know how it is. Once you get that acting bug back in you, it's kind of hard to kick the second time. And so she's continually doing stuff again now. Do you know what else movie she was in that I love? Hmm. Scrooge. She was in Scrooge. She plays his like girlfriend. She plays the heroine again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's got to be on the list for this year. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill fucking Murray. It's not Bob Marley. It ain't Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like her. I like her a lot. She she did a great job, and she she's so sweet. sweet. She has a sweet face. Uh-huh. I, think that's what I it almost is. feel she's... bad when she gets hit in the forehead with that erector ball. I don't. Ball. I think that is the funniest shit ever. <laughs> Honey, oh, oh shit! He's like, oh shit! Sorry, mom. Oh, damn well, that's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> she's like, sit down. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you because you just hit me in the head. <laughs> uh, sit your sit your nerdy ass down for a second. Let me <laughs> let me talk to you. You got to get out of this room. Yeah, because it's starting to get dangerous. It smells gross in here. I haven't. You haven't been outside in three days. I'm getting tired of bringing your dinners in here. Mm-hmm. You need to make some friends. Like that's yeah, pretty much seriously. <laughs> but she's not even like that. She's no, so she's sweet and understanding. So she has that sweet face. It's very endearing the way that she talks to her son. Yeah, yeah. We've already talked about James Earl Jones 
But have we? Haven't we? I'm just joking. Yes. <laughs> Come oh, to yeah, America. Do. Yes. Oh, say, can you see? I'm coming to America. Who's gonna pick up all these flowers? <laughs> um, dude, I love him in this movie. Apparently, everybody got all the kids got really excited when he came on set. They're like, Darth, Darth Vader's Vader? here. This is before he was Mufasa. This was supposed to be before he was Mufasa, yeah. Otherwise, the kids would be like, fucking Mufasa, Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> Say it again. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> it tingles. Yeah. So he is the blind neighbor who owns the junkyard. Mr. Myrtle. Mr. Myrtle. I love where he's like, hell, should have just came over. I would have yeah. got the ball for you. Why didn't you knock on the door? I would have gotten it for you. Squints. Whoops. Ass. Squints. Like, we got it back, didn't we? Didn't we get the ball back? Yeah, we almost died. <laughs> got the ball back. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, he tells him it's the Babe Ruth's ball. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you're not in trouble. I take it back. You're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. Which like you're dead where you stand. Yeah, exactly. It throws me off how he just knows. He has a feeling that something is wrong. Well, and I think it's from the baseball itself. It's ba- probably made from a different material it's back then. Older one. Because like, he is filling in I know it. how this baseball feels, and this feels like the ones I used to play with. I thought it was just because these kids have been playing over there forever. They're hitting balls over there left and right, but uh-huh. they've never tried to come get it. Mm-hmm. And for you to try to come get it and make all that noise mm-hmm. for days, yeah, there's got to be some reason. Them extra sensories. You yeah. lose one sense, you get another. It's usually intuition. So I keep hearing these fucking kids screaming uh-huh. back here. Ah! You're in trouble, aren't you, son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he gets pulled yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, stupid ass. <laughs> they would have got it if he would have held on to the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. would, you, would you help these kids out if you were him? Yeah. No? Yeah. You're an old blind man. Nobody visits you. Nobody talks to you. That's why I would because yeah. he's like, I'll he's give you give, this ball, but you got to come talk yeah. shop with me. He's Exactly. And come over once a week and talk baseball with me. Call yeah, it an even trade. We'll call it an even trade. And I got these balls. I can't show it to nobody. I, don't I think can't he has see any other it. family. I, yeah, I was about to say he doesn't have any kids or anybody to leave it to. Yeah, you might as well have the neighbor. I mean, kids it's never over. said, but it's kind of like unsaid. Well, who leaves an old blind man by himself? Yeah. If you had kids, you'd be like, "Daddy, come on." I feel for him. I feel for him too. Yeah. He's just living out there. Him and old Hercules. Who Hercules? <laughs> Thank you for bringing him back. You're like, well, yeah, he almost ate me. He chased me around the entire city. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. And then he broke your fence. He broke your fence. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't <laughs> us. Your dog did that shit. But I'm sure they had to fix it for him. Yeah. He he does a good job. He plays as a- usual. Always, always turns in a good performance. Do you know he played another blind man? Excuse me. No. Yes. In, in what? An episode of Frasier, which I love that fucking show. He plays a blind man in like a senior citizen home. Oh, okay. And he has. He plays a good blind man. He does. He gets this whole like. Yeah. Like he's lo- he's he's looking. You know what he's doing? He's looking with his ears. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got his face up and he's like listening for the movement. Like even when he uh, tells them, you come over and you talk baseball with me once a week, we'll call it an even trade. 
He's like sitting there waiting for a response. And then Smalls grabs his hand. And he's like, deal. He's like, all right. Yeah. All right. Dude, he is so into this role too. Like you genuinely believe that he has been in love with baseball all of his life. He's like that in everything he does. Mm -hmm. I wonder where he went to school. I know that he took acting classes very early on, especially because he had a uh, stutter. Mm -hmm. Of all people, James Earl Jones, man who's known for speaking and for his voice and everything. Grammy winner. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. Shit, that was a long time ago. Some talking, some talking thing. I don't remember, but he does have a Grammy, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, we'll talk about him again, obviously, in oh, other movies. Definitely will. Shit, maybe this summer. Welcome home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is There's a possibility we maybe might this do summer. A, a certain movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, chances are we won't talk about this person this summer, but maybe soon. There's some movies that she's uh, she's doing that are interesting. Miss Marley Shelton. Yeah. Wendy Brefregor. <sighs> Sweeter mm. than wine. Softer than the summer nights. Yep. Everything I want to have. So we red. should talk about the composer for this movie. Okay. Because damn, is it a good soundtrack. I don't know who it is. Give it to me. Uh, I'll look it up after her. Um, but I just have to say that First of all, doo-wop is one of my favorite genres of music, and therefore, I love this soundtrack so very much. And whoever chose it, I think actually, there wasn't really a composer that was uh, credited. Oh, I know Like, there was is. a music department. Oh, who was it? Art LeBeau. It's not <laughs> Art LeBeau. <laughs> I'm just playing. If you guys don't know who Art LeBeau is, he's the oldest fucking DJ in oh the world. Oh, my God. He plays all over the country. And he plays basically these fucking songs. That's actually really, really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I listen to him on Sundays. Don't get me twisted. Mm -hmm. um, no, they don't have a um, a composer credited. Like yeah. they have the sound guy, they have the boom operator, and all that stuff. They have the sound effects. They have uh, mixers. But they don't have a uh, composer or a musical score. Well, they don't really have like a score. Like they have conductors, they have soloists. But and maybe stuff. David picked the songs himself. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he did it himself. Well, in which case, David, good job, my dude. Yeah. Because it's it's not easy to pair music with a scene. Or a drink with a movie, man. It's tough. <laughs> we all appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> it is tough, you guys. Save one pat on your back for me. I mean, Quentin Tarantino does it, so it can be done. Yes, he does. I do have a fun fact. Mm. So when Wendy is on screen, the songs that are playing are from the Drifters. All of them? Yes. Mm. This mm. magic moment. Uh -huh. so, dude that freaking scene so apparently squints was pestering the director asking when am i gonna get to kiss her of course i did been planning it for years you guys didn't plan that he knew what he was doing so much so that when they actually got to the day they straight up told him keep your tongue in your mouth 
Well, he's 12. <laughs> he's 12. And she was 16. Was she really? I believe this movie came out four days before her 17th birthday. So Kissing that older woman. Wow. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, you don't realize how long she's been at the game because we did talk about her in Heather's and she we did, yeah. auditioned for it and her parents didn't want her to do it. That's right. So she has been in the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's still killing, still killing it. it. She's doing a lot of stuff right now. She's yeah. got one uh, TV movie that's being completed. She's in Uptown Girls as well as Jake Gyllenhaal's first movie, Bubble Boy. She is in a couple of movies that you get on me about not seeing. What? Grindhouse and Death Proof. Yeah. <laughs> when are we going to do that? That's uh, right. When I finally terror. watch them, I don't know. I don't know what kind of movies they are. But... Um, she got some work done? Is that what you said? No, I said I feel like you would like them, though. You need to we'll I'm watch sure them. I will like them. I like all of Tarantino's work. She was also in Never Been Kissed with Drew Barrymore. Who was she in that? She's not one of the main three. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she's one of the... One of the three little bitches? Cool girls, like, yeah. Uh, with Gabrielle Union? Gabrielle... So it's her, Gabrielle Union, and Jessica Alba? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay, that makes that makes sense. I was trying to think back. I've seen that movie. I was like, she must have had a really small part. But apparently, no. She's one of the bitches. Yeah, she's one of the bitches. Well, Wendy Prefercorn. <laughs> and Squint's I thought she did a really, glasses. really good job. I think it's really endearing the way that she looks at him afterwards. Like, like he's, he's genuinely in love with her at 12 years old. The, the, he marries her. He marries her. Squint grew up and married Wendy Prefercorn. They have nine kids. They bought Vincent's drugstore and they still own it to this day. And everything. I wonder they if that's true. They have nine kids. Nine kids. And they own it. got in there. He got in there. He was like, ah, <laughs> you're my first kid. This is, I live here and now. my last kid. This is my home. I'm about to impregnate your ass over and over. And <laughs> for the next decade, you're having babies. And mm-hmm. we own a fucking drugstore. Nice. That's a nice, happy life. Yeah, he had a happy life. And she's just sitting there on that, uh, what are they called? Lifeguard tower. Mm-hmm. And she looks, she's. She's mad at first, I believe, because As who would it be? be? Yeah. She kicks but his afterwards, ass. She marched him once out. Yeah. She's like, oh, man, she's he's in deep shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> they all tried to help him. She kicked them all out. They threw his, their clothes out. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're, little You're banned forever that day from the pool. Yeah. But once she calms down and she realized this little motherfucker had such a crush on me, he had the nerve to do that shit. He almost killed himself <laughs> He could have yeah, died. Exactly. If I wasn't paying attention, he could have died. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she just moves her glasses a little bit, gives him that little uh, cute waves. little wave. Uh, which so cute. You know, Marley, how the hell you do the spirit finger so fast? She must have been in cheerleading when she was younger. Jesus. No, because she was like <laughs> She was sixteen. These are not spirit fingers. These these are spirit fingers. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know if we're ever going to do Bring It On. I don't know. But I used to watch it a lot when it came out. Did you really? <laughs> yes. I do the cheers, everything. Okay. Oh Can I give God. you a fun fact? Give me a fun fact. It took 42 days to film this movie. That's pretty quick. And the shots, the scenes where they're in the pool, Yeah, it was cold as fuck. So like when Squints is like taking off his glasses and sitting there shivering and his teeth are chattering. 
that's that's real. And you could see the kid sh- shivering. And yeah. I always wondered why he was shivering. I thought it was like, oh, I guess he's really nervous. Because he's like, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and you then, like, once I realized that they were all sitting there freezing, you look <laughs> at all of them, they're all tense, like... Yeah. yeah, can we finish this shit? And That's go not back acting. It's just you, you're trying to stay warm. Just try to stay warm. I mean, depending on how many takes they've been in that water for, you know, they could, could be hours. And every other day besides their pool filming days was hot as fuck. That's that sucks. Yes. Nothing worse than filming on a hot day. Yeah, and so the, so many things go wrong. It was so hot that Benny the Jet Rodriguez, mm-hmm. like, got lightheaded while he was doing the scene where he's mm-hmm. running through the town he got so dizzy that he ran into a camera what yeah because he was just so like i thought that was smalls no that was benny yeah oh shit when he was running through the yeah i heard town, something like so that hot. like somebody ran into a cameraman <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh that's funny is it poor child? I mean, I feel really <laughs> bad, but at the same time, watching somebody like run into a cameraman is it's pretty funny. It's comical. Yeah, you know, I always like hearing about that shit. <laughs> I want to see that deleted footage. <laughs> all right, well, it's time to talk about these boys. Yeah. All these, all these youngsters. Let's get it. I guess uh, we can start with uh, Mr. Victor Demacia. Okay, which so one's he? He is Timmy. Timmy and Tommy Timmons. Oh, he's the older. So he's the older brother of the two. He likes architects, and he's like, we've been going about this all wrong. Uh-huh. We've been going about this all wrong. I blame myself. <laughs> he shakes out his thick-ass all hair, and fucking... like all that stuff, all that dirt flies yeah. out. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's, that's Timmy. So this kid... Uh, is one of the few that wasn't like discovered on this movie. He had been acting for a little while. So he was in like a music video with Vanilla Ice and he was Dennis the Menace as well for a period of time. Not the Walter Matthau version. Oh. Not that. I was about one. to say, that does not look like him. No, that's not him. That kid came afterwards, but uh, that was one of his first jobs. Hi, was Mr. Playing... Wilson. <laughs> I, lo- I love that movie. Um, I think it's hilarious. Rashad loves that movie too. It's 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 a great movie. So funny, like to think of this kid who's not really a bad kid. He just does dumb shit. He that, just does dumb shit, and, and it gives he's him got, like parents that don't pay a whole lot of attention, attention. to him. Like I love where he does the. Oh, but he's also like full. super talented. Oh yeah, smart. That movie's hilarious. And Walter Matthau just plays it up. Oh, big he's a great time. Mr. Wilson. He really is. <laughs> Yeah, Dennis the Menace was one of his first jobs. Okay. And uh, he was also in Turner and Hooch. Okay. So uh, he, in that one, he's one of the kids on the beach, I want to say, where they find the, the the bag of money. Oh, so he's not like... In no, the- he's not a main character. I mean, it's Tom Hanks and the dog are the main characters. And the girl, the the neighbor lady who's a vet. Okay. Like a lot of these guys, he quit acting early on. He okay. quit in 95, yet he did a project in 2018, which suggests that maybe he's trying to get back into it. Well, his IMDb I know he does like has, comedy or something like that. Just like stand up. His IMDb has a, looks like a nice new headshot, so I'm assuming he's back in the game. Mm-hmm. Trying to get that work. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. 
It's, it is not easy out here. <laughs> Who you telling? He's been in it longer than we ever even knew about it. Yeah, but he got in early on. It, child actors, if you are fortunate enough to book a significant role as a child, you're basically like, you're always going to be in. You know, it's it's never too far out of reach. To a degree. To a certain to a degree, degree. You know. But they have it worse than anybody. I mean, child... Why do you say that? Because... Because of all the stuff that they... They have to go through. I mean, we... I think that all depends we were, on the parents. When we were 12, we were playing baseball, running around, mm-hmm. worried about school. He's 12. He has a tutor. He has to... You know, be on set at this time. Remember these lines. You're dealing with adults and you have to be a child but still think and act like an adult. Mm -hmm. You know, God knows who these adults that they're around and what they might do to the kids. When they get older, more difficult. When they get older, you know, they can't deal with the fact that, you know, I was cute and young and I was in Sandlot. Everybody loved me. And here I am 10 years later Mm -hmm. and nobody wants to hire me. I'm living here on welfare and they get struck on drugs. I mean, like, I'm not saying that that's what happened to him because it didn't. But it didn't I mean, happen to him, no. But, but that it is, has happened it is to a thing that happens a to number a, of people. Yeah. a lot of child stars. And personally, in my opinion, that has to do with who is guiding them, who their parents are, who is looking out for them. This is and true. the reasons why they get involved in the entertainment business in the first place. People... There's some parents that get in there and they don't pay attention to the signs or they just mm-hmm. let their kids be taken care of by people who aren't them. Yeah. And everybody's kissing their ass kissing because their they're ass. the talent. They're trying but to if keep you're, them happy. But if you're going to do that for your kids, you need to be like the Knowles, yeah. like Beyonce's parents, where Destiny's Child didn't go anywhere without one of them. Like. Mm. The mom was constantly there. The dad is constantly there. He's He was their manager, like, you know, sure. making sure... Where they were supposed to be, because after all this R. Kelly stuff came out, they were talking about how the reason why... I mean, I think Destiny's Child might have worked with him maybe once or twice, mm-hmm. but, like, nobody left them alone with him. Like, they weren't left alone with anybody. They were constantly... As they shouldn't be. They were constantly... You know? As teenagers, were one of them was there, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how you're going to have to be. If you're going to have your kid in this industry, somebody has to stop working and be... The onset parent. Mm-hmm. So I make sure you guys aren't doing them wrong. You're yeah, not giving absolutely. them drugs. It's your kid. You're you got to protect yeah. them. Mm-hmm. They're not going to raise them the way that you would. Yeah. And if they're not home to be raised, then you got to go wherever they are. You allowed them to be over there. They still need raising. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got to manage your child's point of view and their expectations. But anyway, <laughs> Shane Obezitsky. Nailed it. Let's let's say we nailed it. Uh, so he is Tommy Timmons. <laughs> and just like his older brother, he quit acting very early on. He did a bunch of stuff. He did The Sandlot. He did a movie called Matinee. He was in My Girl with Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> that counts as a summer movie. Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Carissa explains it all. We didn't put that on. one on the list. We didn't. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Uh, but in 93, he quit again, right after Sandlot. Well, not right after. Like, he had a TV show and a movie called Hidden Fears. Mm-hmm. Right after that. They all came out in 93, and then he quit. And then now, he had 
a short film done in 2017. What is that? 17, like 25 years later. He, maybe he just wasn't feeling it. And the mom's like, you don't want to do it anymore? Sweet, because I didn't want to be on set anymore. Let's take you back to your ass back to school. <laughs> now we got all this money. We can put it in a little account for you. So when you want to go to college, yeah, you want to go to college or you want to, when you're ready to move the fuck out. It. Yeah. <laughs> don't pay for college. You buy said. a house with it. Whatever <laughs> you want to do with it, boo, it's sitting there for you. I would buy a house. I don't know. I would never give up my experience in college for anything. I spent way too much money than I possibly should have. Mm-hmm. But I... You think you're ever going to be able to pay it back? If this Let's show see. takes off, yeah, bitches. If not, then no. I will drown in that debt. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Money is a concept to me. I do not give a shit. As long <laughs> as I have enough to like eat and survive. I don't need to own a house. <laughs> Just going to rent forever? Hey, if I can't afford to buy one, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? I'm going to tell you a secret. Nobody can afford to buy him anymore. See? Yeah, so that's what I see. Being a child of, you know, the housing boom crisis, I don't see a need for it. Mm. Not that I don't see a need for it. I applaud everybody who buys their own house. They do all this stuff. Especially, but people who live outside of California, they have a different view on this it's shit. A different than situation us. altogether. It is too hard to buy a house here because you, can't, you can't afford it. Nobody no one can, can afford it. Nobody can. <laughs> Except that 1%. And we have a lot of 1% in the state. That's yeah, the they move from other states here yeah. and then buy up the houses. Apparently, they make their money somewhere else. I don't know how. Stop fucking gingerfying, you people. I don't know how to like yeah. say this enough, but stop moving people who've lived in the same neighborhood for 25 years and moving Longer. them far away from where they know everything just because we can't afford it. If I've lived in this fucking house my entire life, I'm going to die in this motherfucking house. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do I have to move because white people want to come in and put a Trader Joe's up? That's not fair. Go If you guys want to build some shit, go build up like, you know, the desert or the Midwest or somewhere. Stop trying to take these spots. Mm-hmm. Sorry. It just, it really pisses it's me really, off. It really pisses me it. off because I'm, I'm I have not- nothing but family in Oakland that is getting poop kicked out because Silicon Valley realized that the valley is boring as fuck so they moved to the city and they jacked up all the prices and yep. the people who could live in the city now have to move to Oakland which jacks up the prices of Oakland which moves everybody out of Oakland out of Oakland mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna piss you off some more they're talking about uh, rezoning uh, Skid Row in downtown and they're gonna put up all these like nice houses and it's not gonna ever be called Skid Row again and there's gonna be a Trader Joe's and a Starbucks and these people are just gonna get pushed out. I got out a question for you. To the where are you gonna put these people at? They're gonna bust them to Marino Valley and Riverside. That's yeah, what they're gonna do. You just bust them somewhere else. That's all it is. They give them one way tickets. Yeah, exactly. Grant Gelt, he plays Bertram. Yeah. And he's goofy, but my dude can play some baseball. I'm not gonna lie, he can't play some baseball. And he continued working long afterwards. He's had a very good career we've talked about him once before no we haven't which one is he no he was in the tv short film revenge of the nerds but not in the actual movie well who is he in this movie he's bertram which one's that one he's the glasses one that shows up uh pulls out the tobacco you're saving it for a good time what is it big chief oh bertram's the one that got really into the 60s Bertram got really into the 60s, and no one ever saw him again. And, and no one never ever heard, saw him again. No one ever saw him again. You want to know something funny? 
He was in a movie called The Sixties. He was in the movie called <laughs> The Sixties. <laughs> I did read that. I was Why like, you gonna take my joke, dude. You want me to set it up again? Good. No. Oh, sorry. It's fine. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever heard from him again. Nobody ever heard from him again. Uh, that was in '99. That, that, he, was, that he went into the 60s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he did Boy Meets World, and then he did an episode of Hey Arnold. Then he did a movie called The 60s, and no one ever saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of the cast members on this movie was in Boy Meets World. Yeah. There's a lot yeah, of shows yeah. on there. Or uh, Saved by the Bell and other shit like that. They were mm-hmm. in a lot of teen shows. Yes, they were. During that time. I don't think this person was, though. Someone else is in Hey Arnold, too, Squints. Was Squints in Hey Arnold? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's like the voice I remember. This guy is the voice I don't. But Squints, when I heard it, I was like, I know that dude. Mm, I got you. I remember mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah was in uh, Boy Meets World. He was in like the first episode or something like that, too. The first episode the of it? The very first episode. Was it? Did he say, Yeah Yeah? No. <laughs> like, that's what he really talks like. <laughs> Yeah, that's how everybody just knows him. He's always going to be yeah, yeah. He will always be yeah, yeah. He will. That's very true. All these people will be whatever they are forever. Yeah, you're probably right. But actually, yeah, yeah, his real name is Marty York, is uh, still working. He was one of the few that continued to work. Okay. Yeah, he played Larry, and he also played Costume Kid in Boy Meets World. So you know how every once in a while you'll see a character come back? Or an actor come back as two characters. Two different characters? Yeah. They do that on Law and Order all the time. Good. Do they? Yes. Okay, well, that's what happened to him on Boy Meets World. That is so funny. Mm-hmm. But he's still working. He's got a uh, movie coming out called Do Justice. Okay. Where he plays Maverick slash Jim Boxer. He's a Maverick? He's actually, he became a handsome dude. Like, this is his headshot now. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, uh, and so he's continued as an actor. Uh, He's got that one coming out, and it's almost like every year or every couple of years, he's got a job that he's doing. That's good. You know, like, don't get me wrong, he's probably not um, working as much as enough to sustain a living. Yeah. But I'm sure he does, like, public appearances like a lot of these guys do public appearances at like dodger games and stuff like that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he was in hey arnold he was he was in hey arnold they were all getting it they all did hey arnold i want to talk about brandon adams or i should say brandon quinton adams brandon quinton adams that cake eater Cake eater. You know right? He calls everybody a cake eater in the oh, Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah. He is another Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's sir. Jesse. Yeah. Jesse Hall. He be fucking kicking it. I mm-hmm. feel like we saw him a lot in the 90s. Yes, you did. And. What's the matter? I can't, your mustache too big. <laughs> did I beat you to it? Burr, burr, burr. Were you going to say it? No. Oh. Maybe. You were. I don't know. I never know what I'm going to say. It just comes out. (laughs) I never know. (laughs) Um, If I was going to say it, there wouldn't have been a pause, though. He... What was my fun fact? Okay. That he was in Moonwalker. The 
he was in Moonwalker. Yes, he was. And he plays Michael Jackson <laughs> in the bad video. He does such a good job. He does he looks really so good much job. Like him. It's hilarious. Love it. Moonwalker was a movie that I watched a kajillion times as yep. a child. It was on VHS. That's Dude, I remember seeing that on VHS or VH1. Both. Yes. But it, I, I saw it on VH1. Oh, no. I had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. And then it would come on VH1. Okay. We didn't have it on VHS. Yeah, we the, just happened to see it on VH1. Oh, like, no. We happened to see it on TV and recorded it onto VHS. There you go. Okay. I can tell you, I can give you the whole scene by scene of fucking Moonwalker. Bugs and drugs. Anyway. Oh, my God. He does have a big part in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that part, he plays like the little orphan kid. Yes, he does. Next yeah. to uh, Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know who the chick, the girl is. You know, there's three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other boy is Sean Lennon because uh, him and Michael became friends before he died and he was friends with, I guess, Yoko. Mm. I got a fun fact for you. Sure. About Brandon? Yes. Yes, I do. So the You're hat. so excited. <laughs> because I didn't write it down, but now I remember. The hat that he's wearing uh-huh. is a Kansas City hat and it is of. The Kansas City, like, Negro Baseball League. Team. Really? That's what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because his hat is the only hat that is unidentifiable to me. Like, it's not something that we wear today or I've seen in the past. So I'm going to have to take a second look. And you know what? It's, I like the way he white. pitches. He moves pretty good. I wonder if they, like, had a pitching coach teach him I mean, how to throw or I not. I didn't see if they had, like, a little... This is my heater. I dare you to hit it. This is my heater. I dare you to hit it. Dude, you want it? Here it comes. Mm-hmm. He hits it, though. Fucking Hambino. Hambino. <laughs> yeah. He does a really good job. I love him. What's your favorite scene with him in it? With Brandon? Yeah. Probably, you know, this is my heater. I dare you to hit it. I dare you. Mm-hmm. Want the heater? I'll give it to you. He does a good job. I'm like, I don't know why, but uh, when uh, everybody's supposed to be surprised, he always like is like mouth open, and he's got like a little kid pot belly at the same time. He's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> little pot belly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, actually... We could talk about my dude, Mr. Michael Squince Polidorus. Squince! Squince. Played by Chauncey Leo Party. Who got to kiss a woman. Long and good. Long and good. We had to tip <laughs> our hats to him that day. <laughs> You've been planning that? Been planning it for years. For he years. planned that, you guys. <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot to tell you about... Marty York, he originally auditioned for Bertram, didn't get it, and then he was a last-minute replacement for Yeah Yeah. Well, good thing. Yeah. He got it. Because the kid that was originally supposed to play Yeah Yeah, unfortunately got sick right before filming. Damn. And so they threw Marty York in instead. I think it was a good match. He got to hang <laughs> over the the beast. He, sc- he had a good scream. Mm-hmm. I do love everyone's reactions to like the beats and when they're screaming and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hams Absolutely. and squints and yeah, yeah. Especially when he's like. I've noticed ah! I've been saying yeah, yeah a shitload on this episode. Yeah, yeah. So drink every time I say yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you know what? Squints might be my favorite character in this whole movie. 
It's fucking hilarious. It said shut up. Got a lot of things on my mind. He is really You're 11. Bad. What the hell you got in your mind? Pervert shit. Come on, Sandlot. This way, Sandlot. Shortcut, you guys. Let's go. Dude, he's such a cute. For such a tiny little kid, he's got a lot of confidence. He does in his little glasses. He's like, "Come on, Benny, man. The kid is a L7 weenie. He's an L7 weenie." <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny. Square. Oh, Benny. he's a square, man. Kids a square. The square. You're the square with your thick ass glasses. <laughs> your fucked up teeth. Yeah, you better get out of here. He was a cutie though. He was. He, he was a sweet. He was funny. Kid. His whole monologue of him talking about the beast being put away forever. Forever. Is one of the greatest. He's mm -hmm. like, shut up, guys. Let me tell you. He's so dramatic about it. Like mm -hmm. it's fucking he believes what they're saying. And they all believe what they're saying, because when Ham is like, one kid went over there. Got eaten. Like oh my he, god! That's not true. And he's like, uh huh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like he believes that shit. He's looking at that's more like poor kid got eaten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got eaten. You're like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> Chauncey has been working for a long time. Uh, he was in Casper. He was in yeah. Father of the Bride with uh, yeah, Steve Martin. Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> Did I? And part two, bitch. All day. That's right. There was a part two to that movie. Yeah, it's when they get pregnant. Oh. Wait, you didn't watch a part two to your baby boo, Diane Keaton? Sorry. Baby boo. She knocked up in that one. Hey, part two came out at a bad time in my life. I don't know. I didn't have a TV. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I watched it a lot. It was going. Okay, I'll have to put it on the list and I'll watch it. Put it on the list. <sighs> well, my dude was, uh, he did some recurring roles in Gilmore Girls as well as Freaks and Geeks. Yep. He had a project that he just finished, a video short called Logic featuring Eminem. He, like the rapper Logic? Apparently. And the rapper Eminem? Yeah. Or is it the logic of Eminem just like... The no, it's Logic <laughs> featuring Eminem video short. It's called Homicide. He is listed as Logic. So is he a rapper now? No. I don't know. Well, Logic is white. Is he? <laughs> is he that white? <laughs> His headshot would be the picture of Logic, right? I guess so. And it's not. So it's not. I'm not. I don't think it's him. Let's, let's say that it's not. Or we spread the rumor that Squints is really Logic. Logic wears glasses. Does he? <laughs> he does. You never know. You never know. I'm here now spreading the rumor that Squints is Logic, the mm. rapper. Well, an interesting thing about Squints is that uh, this movie got into some legal trouble over Squ Squints' character. Apparently, there was a guy named Michael Polidorus who went to school with the director, and he was claiming that David Mickey was portraying him in the movie as uh, Squints, but he actually lost. He lost his uh, court case and did not get no money. Unless your nickname as a child was Squints... 
and you pretend to drown and a lifeguard saved you and you wear glasses and unless everything about your character is you exactly then you don't have a case just because you were just like the nerdy big mouth kid in like the group of friends that you had Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that's you but if the things that happened to him happened to you you made out with the lifeguard who saved you and then you got married and you had nine kids and you owned like a grocery store or whatever, then yes, I would sue. Then it's about you. Then it's about you. But it's not if just because you like see some similarities. Like, mm-hmm. That's what I used to do. <laughs> the fuck? Ham's calling bullshit. Hambino. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Killing me. Patrick Reyna plays Ham. Hamilton Porter. Hamilton Porter became a professional wrestler. You know him as the Great Hambino. I have a... The Great Hambino. His name is Hamilton? Well, his name is Patrick. But in the movie, yeah. No, I know that. I know that his name is Patrick. I'm talking... Yeah, his name is Hamilton Ham Porter. So we got two guys named after presidents in this group? I guess so, yeah. Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez the third. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit i'm getting tired one of my sorry people one of my best friends 12 hour shifts are killing me her amanda hey amanda she does listen hey amanda her uh brother is mm-hmm. a round freckle face red guy who looks extremely close to him he squeezes cheeks like Polly shore does in son-in-law oh oh that is him in son-in-law yeah he's in son-in-law <laughs> I really do. I'm not the hugest Polly Shore fan. Like I like Polly Shore, but I like Polly Shore. That movie I like is in my the favorite. army now. Yeah, that and son-in-law uh, was good. Son-in-law is probably my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I quoted to him to you not too long ago. I was like Steven Tyler PJs. Yeah, Steven Tyler PJs. we do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but my friend's brother looks just like him okay. to the point that his name is Ham. Oh shit. That's his name. Like, that's what we call him. That's what we call him. He's him. When I told my brother, like, oh, you know Amanda's brother. And he's like, who? I'm like, Ham? And he's like, oh, Hambino, the redhead. He used to play baseball, right? I'm like, yeah, that is him. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like spot on. So, Well, he's still killing it, too. He is probably the most successful actor out of everything, out of all of these guys. I think I know why. Why? He's a Scientologist. Is he? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. For how long? I don't know. I saw something on like Forever, ever? Them and Now. I was watching this thing called Them and Now. And oh, they, yeah, They yeah, did yeah. the cast. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how he is one that has been constantly working since this movie. Yeah. He's married. He has a kid. And, you know, he does voiceover work. And you see him here and there in commercials and stuff like that. Yeah. But then they were like, He's in Glow right now. I haven't watched the series since the first season, but he's Was got he a second? he's got an arc on Glow. He plays a character named Cup, Cupcake. I don't remember. I think he uh, gets married to one of the girls or something like that. I don't that. remember him being in the second season. Maybe I, I haven't watched it since it came out, so it's been a minute. Yeah, he's in the 2018 season. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. I just mm-hmm. have to rewatch it. Um, he yeah. So I think that's why he stays working all the time because he's Scientology. I see. He's also good. He, even as a young kid, he was always really, really good. Yeah. And he was always really funny at the same time. Yeah, he's like, good, good. I feel like he saved comedy. these guys 
every once in a while with his performance. <laughs> like, he wasn't afraid to go over the top with certain things. Right, right. It's like, you forgot to turn. Hello. You go to third Smalls. base. That Smalls. wasn't my ball. <laughs> you got to think real clearly, Smalls. Where did your old man get the ball? <laughs> Some lady. Named Baby Ruth? <laughs> Baby Ruth. Um, so Tom Guiri is the one that plays Smalls, since we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also is a successful actor. Yep. You know, he did uh, Mystic River yeah. and Black Hawk Down. He just yeah. did The Revenant. Yeah. With well, not just, but like a couple years back. Yeah. With uh, Leo. Leo. Uh, he's got a new one coming out called uh, Roe versus Wade. He looks the same. Yeah. It's just bigger. He plays a priest in this one. He does look pretty the same. The yeah. same. He uh, became a father at eighteen. Mm. And. He stays, you know, doing his hustle. One time he got arrested for headbutting a police officer because they Smalls, told him... Smalls, what are you doing, brother? He was too drunk to get on a plane, and he was like, get the fuck, and headbutt a police officer, so he had to go to jail for a second. Yeah. But other than that, he's doing good. Yeah, he's killing he's it. He's still out there working. Mm-hmm. And lastly, we have Mr. Mike Vitar. Before we give you him, can I give you a fun fact? Give me a fun fact. Fun fact! P.F. Flyers were brought back for a limited time after being yes, in this movie. Yes, they were. And I, prior to this movie, had no clue what the fuck radio fly- or not radio, P.F. Flyers were. Jeez. I thought they were all wearing fucking Converse all the time, never knowing that there was some I just Converse. assumed that it was Converse and they just put I a P.F. on there. I, no, they were real. I uh, talked to my dad and he talked about how, you know, their advertisement talk about make you faster than lightning run faster yeah jump higher jump higher kind of like shit like that actually yeah to do so well if they would have had this as a commercial back then dude i would (laughs) have believed that shit big time mom i gotta get me some bf flyers instead of me asking for fucking chucks let me get some chuck taylor's mom i need some black ones hey chuck taylor's have never gone out of style they haven't in over a hundred years i am a southern californian Mm. So I wear sandals all the time everywhere, but if I'm going to have to wear some tennis shoes, it's most likely going to be some Converse, mm-hmm. like some red high top chucks or some black low cut chucks. It's my two. I'm looking at some red high tops I was, right now. I was going to say, love my red high I love mine. Chucks. I've had them since love high them school. So much. I have them since high school. Still rock them. Nice. <laughs> okay. You ready to talk about Benny? Benny Rodriguez. Benny the Jet ben- Rodriguez. Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez the <laughs> third. From then on, he was known as Benny the Jet Rodriguez, and the nickname stuck with him for the rest of his life. If we're gonna be about it, if we're gonna be about it, he was my biggest crush in this movie. Big surprise! Loved Everybody had a crush him. on this kid. He was cute. He was cute. I'm not saying he wasn't. And you, we just watched him run through the town. He is the leader of the group. Mm-hmm. He's the best player. He's the best player. He cares about the game. For good reason. I think he was older than uh, some of these kids. He was great at being a friend. Uh-huh. He was he, a really good friend. Really good friend. He made Smalls 
a part of the crew. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I can't play. You know, I don't have my glove. Here, mm-hmm. bitch, I brought you a glove. Oh, you know. Because there's eight, only eight of us, and he makes nine. He makes nine. We need the practice, guys. Yeah, he wants to play. We want to, I oh. need him to play. He. You need the practice. Told him to, like, yo, wear the shirt and jeans. Stop with this button up. Mm-hmm. Burn that piece of shit hat. You you had to be cool, bro. First yeah. of all, when you throw a ball. When your arm gets here, let it go. Just let it go. Got to catch it. Stick a glove and out I'll, in the air. And I'll hit I it got to you. you. And, and uh, yeah, you got the fireplace. Yeah, why? Throw that head in there, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it was the only one I had. Not anymore. We're my old head. Which I think is really cool because he brings that hat back in the end. He does. And he gives him a hat. Here, you can have my old hat. Mm-hmm. I don't wear this shit anymore. You can he have got, it. gave him his hat. Gave glove, him his spare glove. It's told like, him how to dress. So, I got a fun fact on Benny. He didn't have to do all that, man. He's yeah. a good dude. You want to know why that we felt their connection? Hmm. So, after they got casted and before they started shooting, they would had a close bond because the director made Smalls and Benny uh, rehearse weeks before shooting. Ah, Give them that I nice... See. Fun you got time to build that relationship. To build that relationship. So Get that into some shenanigans. It is believed. And they were so believable that the other kids in the cast thought they had been friends forever. Really? Yeah. They were nice. like, I thought those people were friends for a long time. I just thought you guys cast like that. You cast two best friends. Yeah. I got you. Well, these guys actually did get into some shenanigans, apparently. I did hear of one. Did you hear about that shit? Mm-hmm. Apparently they like snuck into like R-rated movies and stuff together. It's basic instincts. Really? They wanted to see some... Uh... Kim Basinger? I get that. Isn't that Sharon Stone? Oh, Sharon yeah. Stone. I'm thinking of uh, The Getaway. They want to see some Sharon Stone snatch. Uh. <laughs> so they were like, let's get in here. Little perverts. Perverts. You little pervert. Yeah. <laughs> they did get in some trouble. I would let uh-huh. them hang out together too to get that real. Yeah, of course. You got to build that uh, relationship. It just doesn't. But I feel like I would have made. I would have made the kids hang out together and made Benny and Small hang out also together, but like separate, so that all the kids sure. can have that. Friendship. You've got to create that relationship, that special relationship between Benny and Smalls. Uh, but you also have to create the relation, the dynamic of all of them, so you all can't them. exclude them too much. That's what I would do, but it still worked out. Mm-hmm. I got another fun fact about about Benny Mike Vitar. Yes. Okay. Mike Vitar. Mike Vitar. So, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Benny. <laughs> Benny. You think he was writing about Benny the Jet Rodriguez? But Benny and the Jets. No. I don't know. I'm gonna Maybe. Here's another rumor I'm starting. Doesn't like Elton John. Here's another rumor I'm starting. Elton John wrote Benny and the Jets about Benny the Jet Rodriguez. (laughs) I know the times don't work out. Yeah. (laughs) But Benny the Jet was a real person in the 60s. So that could work. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. So the older and younger Benny are brothers. No. Older Benny, bro, you gotta shave that stash. I mean, everybody the 90s. hates the stash. One, I was like, if Benny turns out looking like this guy, I'm gonna be pissed. Not that he's not a good looking dude, mm-hmm. 
But Ben was so fucking cute. Yeah, but they're actually... I mean, he stopped Ooh. acting. His brothers, he did. He stopped acting after The Mighty Ducks. Well, I mean, he, he did, did uh, a couple of things. He but... did D2, The Mighty Ducks, and D3, The yes, Mighty he Ducks. Did. Where he was fine in both of them. Luis Mendoza couldn't stop his skates. Could, he couldn't, that's right. Wow. <laughs> Fast as hell. Fast as hell. Again, so I'm thinking that maybe he's just fast in general. He's an athlete. Yeah. And he is great with his body mm -hmm. because he eventually ended up being a firefighter. Yes, he did. Here in the great city of Los Angeles. So mm -hmm. if this house burns down, he we might call be him the, Benny. He might be the one to put this shit out. I don't know. And I thought about that today because I knew I was going to set some marshmallow on fire and I was like... <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy if I set the house on fire and then Benny came and put it, it out? It would not be crazy. I mean... It would be infuriating. Don't light the house on fire. I mean, not on purpose. But, you know. But I'm just saying, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> we're doing a show Dude, on it and then he shows up. We were just talking about you. Hey, thank you for uh, putting out the fire. But do you want to sit in for the next like 30 minutes on the show? Yeah, bro. Have a seat. We're almost done. <laughs> Don't worry about the fire. It's not going anywhere. We're on, your, on you, too. This is perfect. <laughs> I'm kind of out. I got... I ain't got nothing. I got two more. Oh, yeah? You ready? Let's see if I don't already know them. The vomit used in this movie when the kids take the chewing tobacco and oh, they get on the ride ugh. and they throw up. Blech. Ugh. The, <laughs> the vomit was made of <laughs> split peas. Split peas soup, mm -hmm. baked beans, oatmeal, and a little water. Oh my god, it's so gross. And they shot it out of a paintball gun. <laughs> <laughs> they shot it out of the paintball gun. And they did accidentally hit people with this shit too. Because, you know, you can't really... Like the shot where it like, lands on the girl's shoes? I think that might be real. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it is or not. But they did end up hitting people with it. Um... And the chewing tobacco that they chew is not chewing tobacco. Obviously, y'all no, people. No, of course not. They're going to get babies that. Yeah. So it is beef jerky and licorice. Yeah. That sounds gross. That sounds really, really gross. I also learned a fun fact that the ride that they were riding on is not accurate to the times. The ride that they spent Oh, it hadn't on, been invented yet? It wasn't invented until 63. Eesh. So it was only a year off. And I don't think that... There was a lot of things in there that were like, well, this wasn't invented until the next year. And I'm like, who gives a shit? We a year off. I'm down. That's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. So you ready for my last fun fact? Give me that fun fact. This fun fact is really cool. I just learned it today. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say it's brought to you by... I'm like, It's brought to you by... We got by sponsors? By Benny and the Jets. B so Benny and the Jets. After Benny makes his home run mm -hmm. and he runs around and he high fives the kids like pew, pew, pew. this is wrong. What? Because high fiving was not invented yet. This is also something I learned years ago when I was in hairspray because I was we were one of the record shop kids and they wanted us to like you know act like kids so we would like high five each other and our director was like it wasn't invented yet do something else we're like do wait, what wait there was a time when there was this no was no high fives <laughs> there was a time when this wasn't a thing yes this it was so I give me five to come back 
Give me can, five. Can you guess what year the high five was invented? 73. Kind of. 77. You said guess. You I went too, with 73. You ain't too well. So the first high five was the 1977 playoffs between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the Houston Astroids. Astros. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and this was done by two Dodgers players, mm. Glenn Burke and Dusty Baker. Nice. Have you heard of them? No. They black, so it's cool. They they started this trend and everybody took it. So Dusty had just hit a home run or whatever and came in. Dusty. And Glenn. <laughs> I know, I was thinking that too. And Glenn automatically just like, I saw the video footage. I seen a picture where they're just like, oh, they're just so excited that they just fucking high five. Okay. Nice. And that was Organically, the it just came about. Yeah. It's like. What and else the am I supposed to do? The repercussions just went across the world. Because when I was watching the footage of this, mm-hmm. they show the crowd, and the crowd isn't doing what we do at sporting events. What's it doing? Which we high five when our team wins. Yeah, fuck yeah! You high five your neighbor who you don't even know, but you're wearing the same jersey, so you know you feel in this too. They would like yeah. take their hats off and like wave them. People mm-hmm. are just. They didn't know what to hands. do yet. They're and just now throwing it's their like, hands in the air. Hands. Yeah. Slap hands. They're slapping hands. Now, <laughs> like the but water boy. <laughs> before 1977, they were just cheering mm. and not slapping hands. Okay. So I also want to throw a little thing out there. Glenn ended up being traded from there um, to the Oakland A's and then eventually being pushed out of the industry because he was a gay man. In the time of the 70s, a gay black man, which nobody wanted to nobody. hear anything about. And he ended up leaving the game and moving to San Francisco and living in the Castro district where gays are the best thing in the world there. And people would talk about how he would sit on the hood of his car and high five people as they walked by. Like, yeah, high five, motherfucker. Boom. Nice. You gay, I'm gay, high five. Boom. <laughs> and like, that's, you know, what he did. And so I thought that was a cool uh, little fun fact to throw in there. That is a good fun fact. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm out. Good. All right, good. Then that means it's time for... Z for the people. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> the Z for the people, I picked a really good one, and I think this would relate to all of these boys, especially mm. Smalls. Lay it on me. Okay, so this is called The Pitch In for Baseball. Hmm. They provide new and gently used baseball and softball equipment to boys and girls in the U- U.S. and all around the world. Okay. And this is for children who want to do baseball but don't have the means to buy the equipment for baseball. There's a lot of them. Yes. So Too many. This is a really fucking cool charity because they send their stuff to um, leagues, schools, organizations that want to do this all around the world. And in the past 10 years, they have given over $9 million worth of equipment Jesus. to over 800,000 happy kids in over uh, in. 100 countries 
So these people are out here bringing the love of the game to everybody. And if you need some equipment for your league or your school or your team that your kids are on, or you want to give some of your used uh, baseball equipment to people who, because you bought it for your kids for Christmas and they mm-hmm. only used it twice, then go to PIFB.org. Donate money, donate equipment, donate time, whatever you got. It was a really cool one. I thought that would fit perfect with this movie. I think it does too. That's a really, really good one. And that's my Z for the people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We did it. We did it. Good job. Uh, High five. <laughs> High five. It's a thing now. Could you imagine it it's wasn't gonna, a thing? It's going to catch on. The high five, I, I really think it's going to. Well, April <laughs> April 19th. Fools. April Fool. April 19th is National High Five Day. So we did miss it, but I say every day is fucking National High Five Day. <laughs> Good. Well, let's get through this scene because I'm fading fast. I see it. Okay. So um, email us your, your Hollywood Close Encounters and your drinks or whatever. Just say hi to Lights Camera Cocktail, no S at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube at Lights Camera Cocktail Podcast. Um, yeah, that's it. Let's do this. Is you guys it? ready for next week? Yes. I think they're ready. One more summer. And this is going to be a first <laughs> because it's a movie I have not seen. She has not seen, but I'm, she did see the scene earlier. Yes. And, and I watched part of great. the movie today. So she's going to do great. It's on you. You got the first line. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> One take. Oh, oh, yeah. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Yes. One and done? One and done? Yes. Good, because I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> Ugh. You're abysmal. Would Danny even say anything like that? No, Danny would not say something like that because he's Irish. And Irish guys develop later, okay? They they don't think about sex until they're like 25. Wow. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's a biology fact, Mariella, okay? Read a fucking book, okay? Ooh, biology Okay, look, fact. look, look. First, it's Hispanic, guys. Obviously, then the black guys, then the Italians, then the French, and then the Irish, all right? And then, you know, probably the Asian guys eventually. Oh, my God. When you join the Navy, their collective IQ is going to drop like 20 points. Like, you're going to sink our ships. All right, you know what? If you're in love with me, just say you're in love with me, okay? Yeah. Is is that how you say I love you in sign language? Uh. No, no, that's fuck you. Oh, that's fuck you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One and done. <laughs> One and done. That was good. I'll take it. I'm kind of excited to see this movie because I've seen <laughs> about half of it and it's fucking hilarious It's already, a really so. good movie. I'm glad you're starting to enjoy so it. So I'm down for it. The cast <laughs> is funny. I'm laughing. And that's the first a movie that Zenobi has not seen. So I won't even have time to think about my, like... Rotten Tomato rating on mm-hmm. it. It's going to be real organic. I'm going to get real, uh, real, real Guido on this yes. one. Yes. <laughs> Ooh. If you guys hadn't noticed, I was already starting to talk like that. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. All next week. Maybe if I watch the movie enough, I'll come next week with an accent. <laughs> do it. Just do it. <laughs> well, All right, you guys. That is our show. Yes. We're out. It is late as usual. Yep. 
you know, we're working a lot of hours these days. We apologize if we're a little tired. A little bit. But we still want to bring this show to you every week. So thank you for listening. Yes. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you. Please keep supporting us. You know, follow us on Instagram. Watch our YouTubes Mm -hmm. uh, because we spend a lot of time on that stuff. And uh, we think it's really good. We see our numbers. We see you guys watching. Thank Mm -hmm. you. We read your comments. You got something to say? Say it. Don't, Don't hold back. All right, let's get the hell on. Oh, shit. I'm fucking hot. Good. (laughs) You play ball like a girl. What?